0: Welcome back, guys. This is Anime DGEN's episode 16. Um, guys, we got a couple of more fun topics for you guys tonight. Uh, the first being a really wonky review of The Night is Short, Walk-On Girl. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But then after that, we have our anime side pieces, formerly known as What the DGENs Watch. Uh, so if you want to go back and look at something like that, uh, make sure to look out for that title. But uh, first, I think we had some news, guys, right?
1: Yes, sir. So I just saw some really, really nostalgic, exciting news for people of my generation. So there's a new Beyblade show coming out. So if you guys were born in like the 90s and you went to school through Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh, Digimon, Beyblade was like the next big hit. And I'm really excited for this because I'm probably gonna end up watching like three episodes and then going on Amazon and buying a battle top and just spinning it around <laughs> in my house.
0: <laughs> Yo, you wilding for real. Uh, yeah, I do remember playing this in like elementary school. I think this came out when I was like maybe in third or fourth grade. Um, okay, but yeah, we used to play in like the little uh block corner so they would like all stay in one place, no one had like the little battle arena. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was grimy out there, bro. We were taking each other's Beyblades and stuff like that. Uh, one dude, oh,
2: you'd actually take them away from me, hey, yeah. No, we, we, we,
0: we really would. Uh, the parents caught on to that after a while. Um, I remember I took one dude's. All of his, he I think he had three or four. I took all of his, all of his, and he like spit on me. Um, <laughs> so needless to say, he got boxed the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, you threw hands, bro. Yeah, no, he was he was like my sister's friend, and he didn't really hang out with us, but he wanted to come play, and uh, we had to handle that. You know what I'm saying? But damn, dude, fun time in life. Beyblades
1: for pink slips.
0: For sure, dog. <laughs> for sure, I want that Beyblade, dog. Give me that. Oh, i are doing
1: it
2: a different over there.
1: My, so we used to bring him to school and we would use like the bottom of the slide as our arena and the bottom of the slide obviously wasn't fully enclosed and we'd throw like eight tops in this thing and they started launching out on him people in the shins and the arms everywhere so they eventually got banned for injuring like third graders <laughs> but it was tough out in them streets man
0: oh i'm sure it was that that sounds like uh some serious injuries we also had our shins a little scratched up but I think the most fun part is having the most Beyblades ba- ba- there.
2: Yeah.
1: You only needed one, dude. You needed a Dragoon with the super weighted metal ring. That's what you needed.
2: Yeah, I think I only had like two. I okay. don't even remember what they was with the arena, you know, like y'all was talking about. So yeah, I yeah, was I just chilling.
0: I, I think I started off with like two. I think the most I had at any one point was like seven. Well, that's because you're taking them away from other kids, bro. I mean, yeah, it was it was tough out in the streets. Like. <laughs> yeah, <you got> <laughs> the key
1: the key to Beyblade was you needed the longer ripcord with the dragon head on the end of it. That was the secret. If you had that, you were golden.
0: Ooh, ooh, okay. Yeah. No, that's we were exactly into it.
1: We were into it, dude.
0: Nice. But Tyler, yeah, you remember what happened. Uh not not you, Tyler. It, the, the guy that spit on me was Tyler. And uh, if you're watching out there. <laughs> But you, we can run it back if you want. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> I feel like this is a message to me, too. Damn. No, nah, dog, it ain't,
0: it ain't got a, nothing to do with you.
1: Nothing to do with you. <laughs> I'll, meet you at the, I'll meet you at the corner on the old block, dude. Bring yeah, your big
0: <laughs> Can I it's show okay. up
2: and just scream world star or something, you know?
0: Oh, I'm more than welcome. More than welcome. <laughs> but guys, <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, like I said, the first thing we're going to do is the movie review of the night is short, walk-on girl. This film follows uh, a night out for two Kyoto uh, University students. First, an unnamed woman, who will f- refer to as Otome, or the black-haired girl, as in the movie. And uh, then an unnamed man, who will refer to as Senpai. So, like, throughout the night, they both go on, like, separate, really, like, frivolous, kind of light-hearted journeys at times, uh, where they meet some really, really interesting characters, um, this was a wild trip for all of us. Um, double entendre right there. But uh, just to give you guys uh, a little bit of backstory. The film came out in 2017. It was directed by Masakai Yusaka. Um, and it was based on the 2016, uh, sorry sorry, the, the 2006 novel of the same name. I picked this one and the reason I did one, it was, a, it was really offbeat from what we've been watching. We've been watching a lot of Studio Ghibli movies, so I wanted to do something different. And also, it had one of a couple of awards. The first being like the Grand Prize for Best Animated Feature at the Ottawa International Film Festival, which is the largest and oldest animation festival in North America. It also won the Japan Academy Prize Award for Animation of the Year, that, the year that it came out. So it's got some credentials but first let's get let's see what my co-hosts think about it Uh, guys like what was your first impressions of it yeah so
1: i started watching this and the only thing that went through my mind was like if you bought this movie when it first came out did it come with like mushrooms because this was some of the trippiest animation i've ever seen and i've watched some really (laughs) crazy shit
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was a little wild man uh like right off the bat um the uh the girl she you know swallows like a, 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 a swallow of beer and like her whole body deforms to like you know drink it and it was that was like two <laughs> seconds and I was like yo what the fuck um but it was fun man what about you Tyler I I really
2: enjoyed like the Anna uh the art style uh the animation was pretty over the top uh like they were saying uh I don't I don't have no issues with that I I like them both I mean we've seen some pretty over the top stuff so.
0: It's good. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, it, it was a little different. It it was very, very, very trippy in animation, man. I uh, But I enjoyed it. Although for most of the film, I didn't know what I was watching. <laughs> yeah. Just being honest with everybody.
1: I was like trying to avoid thinking about it too hard and really just trying to focus on the themes. And I got lost so many times just trying to like... <laughs> because it it was all over the place I mean like this is the longest night I've ever seen in my life
0: yeah I I think that was a big big part of like what they were trying to convey I think at one point she towards the end of the movie she says it felt like it was like a whole year in one night and you definitely felt that throughout the movie Um, but just going into like the first phase um, I broke it down in like three phases for you guys just to keep it digestible because it was just so all over the place like it started with like a uh, just a dinner party and and you know old girl was drinking Otame um, how did y'all like this phase man like it was it started off really 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 fast and, and old girl could put them back
1: I think I found the first person who can truly decimate me in a drinking contest <laughs> like the, it basically opens up with her going to like the downtown area near the school, and she goes to this like third floor bar and just puts down like seven cocktails in two minutes of the movie
0: <laughs> yeah it was it was kind of nuts, and like she was she was just down on them uh, I think she like had like four and maybe like thirty seconds of the actual movie and then I think somebody bought her a couple it was it was fun uh, I just didn't i knew there was going to be like drinking involved because in the description it said like you know uh it's going to be a night on the town but i did not know she was going to have a liver of a king you know what i'm saying like it was fucking nuts <laughs> of a king <laughs> of Bro, a that was king.
2: that was of a god <laughs>
0: that thinking. was i
2: don't even think it was making it to a liver let's be honest
0: <laughs> she never seemed drunk at any point
1: dude that alcohol was literally like she had like six cocktails she had like a pina colada a mojito like i don't know what the other two were Mm -hmm. and she was just putting them fucking down
2: and the wild thing is is she never once went to the bathroom bro did y'all pick up on that that's a
0: good point actually (laughs) that's a good point you know she didn't break the seal so i guess she was good
1: (laughs) i was gonna say when I break the seal, it's game over, dude. I would have, I would have probably peed in like seventeen like times during this movie with how much she drank.
0: Oh yeah, constantly,
2: constantly. One uh one thing I really enjoyed though that they uh done is that the people that she was drinking and partying with, the the ones that was uh tipsy or drunk, they they actually changed their colors to like a a pink like a reddish pink color to let you know that they was actually drunk and. Our girl uh, Otame, she never once changed colors. She, <laughs> I think at the very end, uh, but due to different reasons. So.
1: Very
0: true. Very true. So, Which, I w- go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to think It's really interesting because there's the classic term for when Asian people drink, they get the Asian flush, where they get very rosy-cheeked. Yes. And I think it's interesting that like the characters all got the Asian flush when it took place in Kyoto. Like they actually animated that in a
0: way, you know. The whole yeah. body, though. Yeah, it was the whole body. Yeah, it was aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I watched it dub and I, I found the voice acting to be pretty decent. Um, I heard yeah. a couple of familiar voices, but Tyler, you watched it sub, right? How was that?
2: Yeah. So the sub, you know, was, you know, pretty good. Uh, as far as the voice acting goes, usually subs are, uh, but I do not recommend watching this subbed. Um, just because of the how fast the movie goes and you will not be able to keep up, uh, very well with what's going on on the screen. Plus reading the subs. Um, I mean, you, you had to, if you want to really pay attention to it, dubs the way I think if, if the dubs good, I didn't watch the dub. So if the boys say the dubs good, then definitely watch it dubbed.
1: Yeah, I definitely enjoyed the dub. Um, I couldn't figure out how to watch it sub on HBO Max on my TV, so I just kind of <laughs> said, screw it. And um, there's one character. His name is Don Underwear. And we'll get into Fucking him a little Don. bit later. But um, I heard him talk for two seconds, and I was like, "God damn it, that's Frankie.
0: It, it for oh, sure no. was. That's who is I was talking really? about. Yeah, that's what I was talking about when I said familiar okay. voice. Yeah.
2: Of course, they have Frankie playing the dude with the, talking about the, the whole persona is about his underwear. So...
0: yeah bro would not change his underwear uh (laughs) sort of a hopeless romantic but you know we'll we'll leave you guys uh to figure out why he was doing that um because it it was a i guess like a major plot point and we don't want to reveal too much for you
1: Um, definitely so our girl otome here or as they call it in the dub the black haired girl she basically just meets two strangers at a bar and like they instantly become best friends and just tear up the town. Like the two characters her Nuki, which was her female drinking partner. And then Higuchi, which was like. I don't remember what they called him in the movie, but he was basically like. Just like a really free spirit who was just looking for ways to make easy money. And I loved that character, dude.
2: Yeah, he he was- had a huge chin like oh, I quagmire. Mean- the crimson chin,
0: maybe the crimson, maybe. <laughs> the yeah, crimson, crimson chin, chin for sure.
1: <laughs> but like this is like taking place in like I don't know 2011 2012 Kyoto kind of vibes, and the man is still out there in like a kimono garb with like he was the vibing. the Fred from um, Scooby Doo like neck thing going on. I was like, this dude fucks.
0: Yeah, he was smoking his old school pipe, just chilling, relaxing, man. Um, he kind of gave me like Popeye vibes. He did kind of look like Popeye. That's, that's valid as fuck. Uh, <laughs> um, but I really like the visuals. Uh, that's one thing that stood out th- for me throughout the movie. Um, like I said, Studio Ghibli, I mean, we look, we've been looking at a lot of beautiful visuals, but I think this was beautiful in a different way. Um, they kind of used the colors throughout the movie, like the same way uh, JoJo uh, Bizarre Adventure does, where it's like it changes a lot. Um, and, like, even in a crowd, you could point out the main characters because they would have them colored very brightly and the background characters really, like, in a gray scale. I enjoyed that. Um, and just throughout each individual scene, it was just so bright. It was flamboyant. It was freeform. It was, it was like an, you know, it was like a what I would imagine an acid trip to be, to be honest with you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was very, very, very pretty, but it was also very, very, very surreal. Like, yes. This was like that, like, that's era of art where just nothing made sense, you know, like clocks melting left and right, like that kind of vibe going on.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, It's not too intensive to the plot, but there was a scene when um, the black haired girl was drinking with, you know, the some of the characters we just mentioned and her clock was kind of like her watch, which she didn't have on the rest of the movie, which I found hilarious. (laughs) Um, That's just how free form the animation was. It was whimsical. Um, her Her clock was going pretty normal, uh, you know I counted it about a beat a second, you know, like normal, but like the older guys she was drinking with uh their clocks were moving super fast. I think you were businessmen like the, what did you guys like take from that like i i' don't, I wasn't really sure what to make of it uh
2: me personally, like I didn't really know what to take from it, except like my best guess is that the old the old guys they seemed like they was uh down down on their luck uh just a uh, and stuff like that. Uh, it just seemed like maybe their clocks was going super fast because uh, they didn't have any purpose in life anymore. Uh, so time was moving faster for them. And, you know, her purpose in life was to kind of like have fun and stuff. And she actually had one, it seemed like, for the most part. And that's why hers was going slower. That's, that's kind of my thoughts on it, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I definitely thought it was more related to age. You know, when you get older, it feels like time is going faster. Okay. You're getting closer and closer to death. And, you know, our main character here, the black haired girl, she was living in the moment. She wasn't <laughs> thinking about yeah, the I'm past, tired. she wasn't thinking about the future. And I feel like so the, the guys she's drinking with are a bunch of sophists, which are like, from what I understand, basically just people who like perfected the world of speech. And these guys would just talk back at each other constantly. And um, these are like the old version of them. They end up crashing a sophist party out of the blue on their crazy that night.
0: Shit, man. They were looking for some entertainment for sure. <laughs> the dance
1: they did <laughs> was wild. I don't even think physically I can do that shit. Like, I don't
0: think physically many people can do that. You yeah, got to check it out. In, you got to uh, check uh, it out.
1: Movie. This dance yeah. was nuts. Like it was, de- it's definitely worth it just to see what the fuck these guys were doing because it was so bizarre.
2: It was like uh yeah. th- to describe it. It was like a, a crab walk, kinda. Except, <laughs> you know, your body is horizontal to the floor. You know, Uh and
0: it's just, uh, like- I don't know, man. It, it, <laughs> it was just wild, weird. bro. Yeah, yeah. There it was, it was like- picking up. They, they air, were getting you know? turn off that man. They were getting mad. At turn off that. They <laughs> yeah. were enjoying it, man.
1: Body like 45 degrees, legs spread, legs spread out like a duck, and then you're just waving your arms back and forth doing it. It was a trip.
0: Oh, just like the rest <laughs> of this movie. Um, to make it a little bit easier to digest uh, for us three, and to talk about, I broke this up into three phases of the movie. Um, The first, like the party and the drinking. Um, Otame was kind of like just going with it whatever it was in front of her then we have like the used book market and then, you know, we'll get into the, the latter part, the last part of the movie, like the, the sickness. Um, but before we get into all that, I was surprised when I looked, this had an rating of R plus. Did you guys think it was fitting of this movie? Like, I didn't think it needed all of that. Maybe like a normal R, <laughs> but, or, you know, maybe even PG 13. Cause they like censored a lot of things. Like, what did you guys think about it?
2: Well, i I don't really understand the, the rating system anyways too well. I've never looked into it much. I just watch what I want to watch. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Uh, so, we but I can see why it would be rated higher because, you know, it does have like a lot of sexual themes in it, but True. it doesn't seem to be like uh very, like if you was a smaller kid, you probably wouldn't know what they was talking about, you know? So but it does it does have a lot of sexual adult themes in it. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Is that R plus a Japanese rating or the American rating? Because this in America would probably be PG-13, I would say.
0: Yeah, that's about, I about what I thought it would be.
1: I don't know how the Japanese ratings do. I mean, the minute you bring in somebody showing off um, classical pornographic images with flowers <laughs> over...
0: Which was hilarious.
1: Sections of the people, you know, maybe that brings it to R Plus in Japan. I don't know, but those guys were wild in the bedroom invis- investigation committee, they called it. <laughs> yeah, man. Which it, sounds so pervy.
0: It, uh it, it is a home pervy. pervy. <laughs> kidding me. Yeah, it really does. Um, and it was pervy. Just letting you guys know. Um, did you
2: see the pit like I know you was just talking about, but the pictures, the artwork that they had. Like those was like uh, Very uh, mature Like he said they had flowers And stuff on them but It was still very mature paintings You could definitely
0: see what was going on Yeah (laughs) you could definitely see what was going on In those things
1: man I just loved how it was like Taisho or Edo Like animations Like classic Japanese Samurai like the shit you see all the time But then just humping
0: (laughs) No, it, it was it was definitely very 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 different man um i didn't look up the director of this film um you asked us, you know and they say like a lot of his films or all of his films are very trippy like this and i thought that was pretty cool but um I looked into him a little bit more and he actually directed an episode of adventure time. I, I feel like most of our audience and probably you two have watched adventure time at least once. Did it surpri- Does it surprise you that he um, directed one of those episodes? Like, I don't remember. I don't remember any pornographic images and uh, well, adventure outside time. Of that, just, but... being, just it being a little offbeat, I guess.
2: I mean, I haven't watched much. Like I haven't watched much adventure time, but you know, I would honestly love to see the episode that he uh, did direct, and just compare it to see if anything uh, is similar. You know, if he brought any of the uh, this movie's vibes to Adventure Time, because Adventure Time's wild, anyways. So, oh, yeah.
1: I was, was going to say this is probably the episode where Jake the dog and Finn the human just find mushrooms and decide to eat them because they're hungry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um. But from the get-go, like, our, our two MCs, you know, Senpai and the the, the black-haired girl, um, were very different uh, uh, from each other. Like, I think some would even call them foils. You know, one was one way, one was the other. Like, could you, like, describe that to our audience without, like, you know, exploring the actual story and explain those characters to to everyone?
1: Yeah, so, the I mean, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but Otome, the black-haired girl, she was very spur of the moment very like what's the word i'm looking for she went with the flow yeah whimsical she went with the flow and senpai was very calculated like he's been trying to he's been trying to get with this girl for like a year now and he's just like plotting how to like just like casually run into her by quote Uh unquote chance coincidence
0: he would like follow her around and like pop up in like her day-to-day life he called it operation oppo i think (laughs) it was
2: hey i think that's called being down bad boys
0: (laughs) i think that is being down bad my man was on another planet with that shit it's all by chance
2: (laughs) yeah coincidence bro fate even
0: god bless
1: So before I guess we get into the bookstore uh, section of the movie, there is definitely, or the book fair, there's definitely one scene I want to touch on Mm -hmm. because we saw two very different opposing sides of life. So basically through Otome's drinking, she gets told she should challenge like the ruler of the Kyoto underworld, I guess you could call him.
0: Underworld, I don't think, but like, yeah, he was definitely like the ruler. Everybody was very... Very afraid of him.
1: Rihaku is his name. Yeah, that's it. And um, so basically, he's he's a booze hound too, just like our girl Otome here. And they basically are like, you should challenge Rihaku to a drink-off because if you win, you'll get to drink this very elusive liquor that only he makes. And we get to the scene where they're having this drink-off on a triple decker train that he lives on that travels through Kyoto, which is nuts. And, um, she's very like loves life. Very whimsical. Like Tyler said, and this man is just down in the dumps. He's very pessimistic and he's drinking cause he's sad and she's drinking cause she's happy. And the way they animated the scene was just awesome. In my opinion, what do you guys think?
2: And he's very old. Uh, let's not forget that he's older oh, than dirt.
0: <laughs> extremely, Um, I really enjoyed the way the way they animated it, but I thought the the contrast of between uh, Rihaku and uh, the black haired girl was really cool. Um, they were complete opposites. You know, like you said, like while they were drinking, Rihaku was like, "Oh, this is a sad, desolate world," and the black haired girl was like, "No, this is fantastic. This liquor's amazing," and he was like, "Oh, it's just okay." um maybe even disgusting to a point um and i thought that for me that played into like the theme of the whole movie um Otame was a very free spirited Senpai was very i guess i'm not going to say st- i don't think strict is strict as the word but like rigid in the way he thought he was trying to force things to happen and uh i i i thought it was this movie was about taking a different approaches to life and like you know one deciding your fate, but also just like walking and being open into everything. So I thought it was a good, like microcosm of what the overall theme of this movie was. But Like you said, Dan, the animation was fun at this point. It was really, really fun. (laughs) And the party after the fact looked way more fun. Oh yeah.
1: Not going to say who wins, but going off that, you can probably figure it out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Very true. Um, yeah, but, like, yeah, the, the drink-off was really, really fun. Um, I think after that, we got into the actual, like, uh, the book market, guys. And um. trying to stay away from the plot, it, it's, it's hard to explain this movie and to, like, really encompass it without you guys actually watching it. I do advise you to go watch it to, like, you know, be able to understand our conversation a little bit better Um. But Ryuku's going through the bookstore and she she meets a mystical figure. I'm not even going to try to say his name, but he's he's causing a lot of mischief for both of our characters. And I I, uh, I thought he was a good addition to the film. Um, it was another character that made it even more fun to me. Did you guys like the the god of the used book markets, Kamisama?
1: Yeah, you nailed that. Why didn't you try and say that, dude? Come on.
0: Okay. 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 <laughs> uh, his, uh, so he has a he has a last name, and that's not what I'm going to try to say. Ah, so, yes. Gotcha. <laughs> I wrote down his first name for a reason.
1: <laughs> so this was a really weird part of the movie for me. Like I didn't really know what was going on. I know that she was looking for a specific book from her childhood, mm-hmm. but they went into this whole conversation about how all books are connected, and it was super cool to see. But like his character just felt really out of place to me. Like it was just super random, you know.
2: So when when he started like, uh, I'm not sure how it went for y'all, but when he started going into the spiel about how all books are connected and started like going like really fast pace, do you all know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, yes, good luck. Exactly. Good luck watching that sub. Uh, Holy shit!
2: Yeah. So <laughs> I just let it happen, and. Uh, just didn't pay attention because I couldn't. There's no way. It's just, you know, he was just talking like a mile a minute, you know, and it, everything was going everywhere on the screen. And I'm just like, holy shit, bro. What <laughs> the hell is this?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, th- I honestly think like this is, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to watch dub. I'll be honest with everybody. Um, but I watch some sub, you know, um, especially with, Anime, I like that are coming out fresh and new. You kind of have to watch it sub to keep up with the weekly. But I think this movie is probably for English speakers best enjoyed (laughs) dub because it's so fast. And like you really want to be able to take in like all of the artwork at the same time. Cause I find myself, you know, like staring at the bottom of the screen where the text is going to show up so I don't miss anything. Uh, I'm a pretty fast reader, but at the same time, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm glad I watched this dub.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, during his spiel, Kamisama went from like 12th century, like French authors to like mid 1900s Japanese authors in literally like a minute and a half just talking. He rattled off quicker than that. He rattled. Yeah, he rattled off like 15 different authors that fast in books and novels and how they're all influenced by each other was insane. Like really good by the author of the book to put that much into one little Probably three or four paragraphs, you know.
0: Yeah, and I I think it was like kind of true what that what that uh God he looked like a kid, um I thought he was a kid for twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, same. Um, but I think it's I think it's really true, like about books and authors and you know and even artists, you know they all get inspiration from each other, um so you know art is connected, it's connected to other art, it's connected to real life. And I, I, thought it, I thought it was cool that they pointed that out. I had never really thought about it in that way. Um, so it was cool to see him actually put that in words. And like then the animation was, it made everything flow together in the different books and the arrows and the highlighting. It's fucking dope.
1: Definitely. What did you guys think about the scene where Rihaku was holding his little aggressive auction to get a piece of his library, essentially? You know, whether it was pornographic books or certain books or whatever and they're eating out of this hot pot which was literally molten lava and all of the people like <laughs> doing it their lips swelled up like 30 <laughs> times the size of what they normally are and the animation was really surreal there what would you guys think of that
2: look i'm i'm convinced that this whole movie is not real i'm convinced that it's a dream or <laughs> something else because None of this shit makes
0: sense. That's what I think.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, It's just meant to be watched when you're on drugs. There's no other explanation for it.
0: <laughs> um, I thought that I thought the scene was really cool. Um, we got to see some determination about uh, from Senpai uh, where he was normally really reserved and shy um, throughout the, a lot of the movie until maybe the very end. And um, the visuals were amazing. Um, have you guys have either of you guys ever had a hot pot? Yeah.
2: No, if it's if it's hot like that, then I don't want no, it.
1: This is away. like hot pot is like you have like a big pot in the center. This is like molten lava pot. This is a different animal.
0: Yeah, typically a hot pot, like you get to choose like your meats and your vegetables and whatever else, you know, like oh I've had that before. I
2: got uh I got some Cambodian friends, so uh I, I think they've had uh something like that going on before. So
0: Okay. Yeah. No, I love hot pot and it was it was cool to see this in the movie and to see how they portrayed it. Um Hikaku was being devilish with it though. It was fucking it was fucking funny, bro. It was it was awesome. I really enjoyed I don't, it. I don't
2: know, man. Like there's easier ways to like uh win over girls, you know, hearts besides eating um lava or something. Just, <laughs> I mean, go the food. Up to it and the be the like, food
0: was so, so hot that they were hallucinating
2: like i Tight. don't know just walk up to it just be like notice me senpai you know <laughs> but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that, that, that's not
0: proper riz but we'll, we'll take it i was
1: gonna say how is senpai gonna call somebody else senpai dude come on
2: hey
0: it works sometimes
2: try it i don't know
0: i don't have to i'm
1: hope, hopefully happily married i'm good on my end
0: <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> yeah i won't i won't be eating any lava pots for uh dates For sure, for sure. Um, Unless she's into it, dude. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like burnt taste buds. Um, I um, also took a look at the wiki page for this movie. Um, Rihaku is actually also like a mystical being. Did you guys pick up on that at all? Because that did not come across to me in the movie at all. I don't think he was portrayed as a mystical being, but you're talking about in like actual... No, like the the wiki for this movie. Okay. Under his character, he is supposed to be like a a mystical being. Um, The only way I could have picked up on it was how connected he was with the city. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah. With him getting sick and the the, the whole town going gloomy and getting sick after one after another. That's the only way I could have picked up on it, but... I would not have known that at all without reading this. Yeah, definitely. I'll go for it, Tyler. I was going to say I'm telling you
2: that that supports my ideals even better that this shit <laughs> isn't real. This is a dream or something. Like, it has to be and that supports it even more. So it's, it's, a, say. it's a
1: really good acid trip is what it is, man.
2: Yeah, it's not real. It, it can't be real.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like I think the biggest biggest thing for me was the animation. Like did you guys think it did a a, a, a good job of actually like conveying the, the the mood of this this movie?
1: Yeah, I definitely think it did. When you get to the end of it and there's a um a section where Senpai comes down with the cold that the entire comes entire town comes down with potentially due to Rihaku's gloominess and how he is as a person. Um like Senpai you know. Senpai gets it ten times worse because he's a gloomy motherfucker and like there's this insane scene like I can't even begin to explain it of like his internal monologue during like his <laughs> fever nuts. his fever dream and um, I think it really conveyed the scene or the movie really well because with this whole cold thing uh, Otome is visiting all the people she's met through this crazy ass night I don't know how people go from feeling normal and having a good time to getting a cold in less than like three hours, but that's drinking not me. Too
0: much drinking, way too much. The entire town, brother. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the entire town. There's a few, uh, few uh, characters that drink entirely too much, though.
1: Otome included, but good for her. She's a legend but <laughs> her, yes, her, um, it's kind of like a balance of like her personality, like basically overcoming the gloominess of a town and healing everyone. is kind of the vibe I got from it.
0: Yeah, that was the same thing for me. Um, I thought she was a really good character. Uh, I thought she was written well, and, you know, as odd as the animation was, there are some things that we left out guys, uh, that you sh- definitely should go check out. But, uh, the, I think the characters were w- well written. They serve their purposes really, really well. um, were there any characters that you guys just didn't like or thought that were written poorly? I didn't pick up on any myself.
1: No, I can't really think of anybody I didn't like. Um, I think if I had to pick a favorite, it was definitely Higuchi, the modern, I don't know what you want to call him. The dude with the big chin. He was probably my favorite character throughout the entire show.
0: Cool. 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 Cool.
2: Um, for me, the, my favorite character, uh, I don't know. I I really liked uh, uh, Don Underwear. Uh, his uh, whole uh, oh, you took my spiel. <laughs> his yeah. whole spiel, you know. And especially towards the end, it's uh, it was just really. He, he just was a really fun character to watch. I guess you know.
0: Yes. So yeah, I was gonna say Don Underwear. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's my he was my favorite character outside of Otame. Um. Outside of that, uh, the the most entertaining. I don't think he's like my favorite uh, or one of my favorites, but Toto, the like the smut artist or like the collector or whatever. I just thought he was fucking hilarious, getting punched out a couple of times, uh, just overall being an odd dude. uh, I think he added a little bit of like pizzazz to the story for me.
2: He was fun. He
0: was really fun for sure.
2: What uh what was y'all's like favorite scene of the of the show without like spoiling stuff? The favorite part scene, something like that.
1: I definitely think it was the scene where Otome was drinking with a bunch of old dudes. The
0: that was dancing. so fun
1: to see. Yeah, the <laughs> dancing and everything else. That was really fun to watch.
0: Um I think mine would be uh, I think this is the last like gorilla theater scene. With uh, Don oh, underwear okay. I, I thought you. it was I thought it was uh impactful. The and, yeah the finale and it, I thought it was also hilarious
1: it was wild no spoilers oh
0: yeah yeah
2: <laughs> so I really liked the uh, the what dan the dance what that Dan mentioned that was really good but one of my favorite parts besides that was the actual uh what they was talking about earlier the monologue the the inner tor- turmoil of uh, uh senpai. like that shit was
0: wild. So,
1: I was so confused where the Cowboys came <laughs> from during that man.
0: <laughs> a loose uh, cannon, yeah. straight up loose cannon.
2: I, I was surprised by a lot of things, though. So, yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was surprised by all of it. Yeah when i when I picked this for us, like I was just trying to get, do something like offbeat. I think I uh, hit the mark As far as that goes You know what I'm saying Yeah,
1: we, too, we gotta get a little more grounded with our next movie Because if we keep watching okay these, with that. All, We're all gonna end up just buying acid eventually If we keep watching these <laughs>
0: <laughs> But cool guys uh, I think that covers like most if not all Of the movie you know, front to back um, Would you recommend Our audience watch it and like Do you have a rating for it
1: I definitely recommend they watch it. I'm still trying to digest it, so I don't know if I have a rating yet. <laughs> like, this shit was insane, dude. I mean, like, based on the visuals and the overall plot, it's probably like a 7 3 for me. Okay. okay. Which is a pretty good rating. Um, as you guys know, mid is 5 for me, and like, my favorite show of all time is like a 9.1. So, if you're in the middle of that, it's a pretty good show or movie. For sure, for sure.
2: Yeah, um, I would probably say definitely check it out, but check it out dubbed. Do not watch it subbed uh, because of how fast paced it was, which was a big complaint for me. But I think it it still would have been uh, fast paced if I watched it dubbed, But at least maybe I would have been able to enjoy, the you know, the animation and the colors, which is. Uh, one of the main parts about this show because it is a very good animated and colorful show, and I would probably give it like a I don't know, a 6.5 uh, or somewhere around that mark. Um, uh, it, was, it was pretty funny, um, considering uh, that you, you, I don't, I don't even know what to say about it drugs i don't know yeah
1: it it was a little too it was a little too off the rails to comprehend in uh not your native tongue is like what i think the the moral of the story here is like as much as i prefer subbed for watching a lot of this stuff but like i don't think i could have kept up like tyler saying with this it was it was all over the place
0: okay yeah i usually watch like the movies like a couple of days before we record so i usually have a little bit more time to digest and like think about how i like it (laughs) Um, so I'm, I'm kind of like you, Dan, like, I don't really, it's around that seven range for me, but I haven't like settled on like a actual number. But if I had to say, I think it was like a six, eight, six, seven for me right now, but it was, it was very, very enjoyable to me. I I like just how bizarre it was. You know what I'm saying?
2: And I think that if, if we like went through it and watched it a second time, maybe, and maybe, uh, with, uh, friends or something, you know, as well. I think the rating would go even go a little bit higher, honestly, especially in dubbed. Is oh, it,
0: watching this with a crowd, like a group of friends, would be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So
1: yeah, I think the fact that we've all had time to kind of digest some of the themes of the movie too, rewatching it would give you the, the ability to pick up on that more because it was it was a fucking roller coaster. And when you're at the, the peak of a roller coaster looking down, you know, a 75-foot a drop, you're not thinking about themes <laughs> or anything. So I think watching it a second time would really help.
0: For sure. Okay. Okay. But, well, I'm glad you guys liked it. Um, like I said, I went off the beaten path here. Um, but good shit. Good shit.
1: Oh, yeah. Awesome. So- you guys want to get into our really casual conversation because we're recording a week and a half early because I'm going on a massive trip and I appreciate you guys doing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, of course, man. Awesome.
1: So we're keeping it real light, real simple. We've done a, we've done this before, but we're changing the name because the weekly rundown is pretty much our girlfriends at this point. So we're calling this our animated side pieces. These are the shows <laughs> we're watching on the side. You know, we all, we're we're all watching the weekly rundown shows, the, Five or six, six Six. right now, six that we're following, and obviously, you know, being fans of anime, we're watching a few shows on the side that we don't talk about on the podcast every week. So we figured, you know, being the midpoint of the seasons, it'd be kind of a fun thing to talk about. I'm gonna hand it off to Bass to get us started. So go for it, Bass. Let us know. All right, all
0: right, all right, all right. Um, I thought I was gonna go last. But uh, <laughs> I, I can start if you want no, to. No, no, I, I got it. I got it. I got okay, it. Okay. I got
2: it. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, you dirty, bro. <laughs>
0: for, oh, for the sure, show, for sure show. Um, so I've been watching Vinland Saga season two, and um, I know like Dan really enjoyed uh, season one. I think he might even be done with it, but um, the the reason I've been watching this is like season one was so like well paced It had great choreography. Um, so like, I was really interested to see more and they kind of gave us like an off speed pitch. I did mention a few weeks ago, uh, when we talked about Vinland saga that like, it was, you know, it was kind of like game of Thrones where like, there were some cool fight scenes and battles, but it also gave us like a lot of, uh, I'm going to say, uh, politics, you know, it went into different characters, backstories and it made them be intertwined. So, like, the battle slowed down a lot. So I kind of felt like it was a bait-and-switch. <laughs> um, but it's still... It, the, the, the slow burn that it's turned into fits the story. And I think it's very, very important um, to be able to tell those different stories and, and to kind of see how the, the characters have grown up in a sense. Um, and then, like, a lot of the characters change so significantly. Like, if they didn't say their names, you probably wouldn't... Um, you wouldn't recognize them other than, like, their faces. Um, Thorfinn's very different. Uh, we got King Canute that's really, 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 really different. Um, but I'm still enjoying it a well, lot.
2: Speaking, speaking of that, uh, isn't the Season 2 uh, um, animated by MAPPA this time?
0: Yeah, I, I believe it was animated by MAPPA both times. Well, um, I think
2: the first season was Wit, wasn't it? Yes. Not? Oh, yeah, the first so. season
0: was Wit. Yeah, so the second season is MAPPA. So, um, did
2: you notice any, like, big changes besides, uh, like, appearances uh, from the two studios?
0: So, um, the, the, the main thing I noticed was, like, so you know how, like, uh, MAPA is the same studio, studio that does AOT, right? Well, the last yeah, part. Was, was, yeah, yeah, the it, last it, part. It, when, and when it was you, when you a, vis- a big visual change, right? Um, yeah, it was the beginning. And it was of the
1: actually, yeah, it was with before that. So, it was the exact same transition.
0: Right. So, it, 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 you can kind of tell that MAPA is taken over on it um you kind of know how like a aot does like the lines of the face whenever somebody's like feeling some type of way um they kind of do the same thing in in season 2 um and i kind of suspected that it the the animator had changed um but you telling me as the first i'm hearing of it uh i didn't really look into it too much i've kind of just been watching this casually with my sister Yeah, i know it's
2: a It was a big deal, you know, when they switched to Mappa in for the second season or whatever. So
0: yeah, but like outside of like the faces, um, the animation's pretty consistent. Like it wasn't like that big switch, like you had with AOT the first couple seasons to the last couple seasons, where like you can tell like in their flashbacks, you compare the two scenes between the two uh, studios. Like you can't, you I don't think you'd be able to do that at least it being to that degree of change. So they kept it consistent at least, which I like um but there were some points in like when in the characters faces where you could feel it was different and it was a little bit more heavy you know what i'm saying
1: gotcha yeah going off that wit keeps fumbling the bag dude because they keep giving up some of the biggest shows <laughs> to come out basically I, I wonder
0: what's going on in there that they're making these shows do that
1: so i looked into it and it's the fact that the dvd sales and things of that nature mhm aren't where they want them to be. And I think they're just forgetting that everybody streams stuff these days. So if right. they're not seeing enough profit out of it fast enough, they're saying like, Hey, we don't want to animate the second season of this basically.
0: Okay. Okay. And uh, I, I don't, that's, I don't think that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like you're saying, like, uh, we watch almost everything, it's, it, everything period, not just anime movies, TV shows, like American media, no matter where, where it comes from through, Streaming Online. services, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it's through streaming services. So, that I, you know, I don't think Wit did a bad job with season one. I thought season one was like a maybe like an eight, a mid eight for me. Um, so I don't really see why they got, why it got taken other than, like you said, Dan Sales. Fumble in the bag, dude. Unfortunate for them, but it, yeah. Napa's been doing a great job. The story has changed significantly. I'm not going to try to spoil it for anybody, especially you, Dan. I know you want to watch season two, uh, but it's different. It's different. Like I said, it's a little bit of a bait and switch but it, it's fun. It's still very, very fun. Uh, it can have you frustrated at times um, which I think the first season did as well with Thorfinn. but it, it's, it's still been a very, very fun watch to me. I've, I've been ripping through it as, about as quickly as I can. I've been out of town a lot the last few weeks though. But my little second little side piece is Dr. Stone. Um, I had a lot of catching up to do. I watched season one way, way back when it first came out. Uh, so I did season two, the special episode, uh, Ryusui, and then season three, I'm like four episodes in. So like, I can't talk too much about season three, but season two was very, very fun. We finally got to see the battle between the uh, Kingdom of Science and the Sukusa Empire. And there were some unexpected twists that were pretty fucking phenomenal, boys. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm not gonna like I said before. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but it, it's dope, bro. It's mad dope. Um, and there's like some elevated conflict, obviously because the war's starting. And as you you watch the season, and the war goes on. Um, but one thing that they did different, um, was, you know how like in season one, I think I had you guys watch some of this. They yeah. explained every little thing about science when they were building it. It's a little bit more fast-paced. It picks up, and they don't delve too much into the science. They kind of keep it—they still keep it realistic, but, like, he just makes things, you know. He has a lot of his base science already done, so he doesn't go into it, you know. Uh, Sinku doesn't really go into it too, too much. And it kind of focuses more on the different characters and the personalities, which is really what I've been enjoying. Uh, Rissui is a whole different animal he's than that, anybody he's, he's that guy, dude. yeah he he, man's a a a real genius but in a different way than uh renku is um the hour-long special was really really fun um but they did add a lot of a few i should say modern world aspects one of which i don't like um even in the real world i don't like so i'm worried about where that's gonna go as we get later into the story maybe later into season three and beyond. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still very, very, very fun. Um, still probably, as of right now, Dr. Stone is definitely in my top 10 all time. Oh, okay. Which, in Dr. Stone, I don't know why, they don't get a lot of love. Um, it's highly rated, but I don't think as many people watch it as I think should. So guys, our audience, please go check this out. Give us some support. I want this to keep going, but it's just a really good anime. Yeah. uh, Oh, go go for
2: it. I was going to say, uh, season three, that is a spring anime, right? It's currently airing. Is that correct? Yes.
1: Yeah. So I was going to say, I've been watching season three, and I really like the transition of the show. So the first season was survival. Season two was the war. And, And season three is all about adventure. And I'm really enjoying where it's going, like they're finally leaving Japan, and it no I'm not going to tell you where they're going or anything because I don't even fucking know at this point, but like <laughs> the, the engineering has gone from like zero to like thirty thousand, and I'm here for it. Oh, I'm glad you didn't say
0: a hundred it is thirty thousand.
1: <laughs> it's a little past hundred. They went to a hundred pretty quick.
0: oh yeah, oh yeah
1: <laughs> yeah when um, when they made uh what was it, uh, the medicine in like two weeks or whatever it was. I was like, okay, they're like, pretty, pretty good here. They're pretty yeah. good here, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's like, has something to do with like the other people in the show learning about science and trusting it more so he doesn't have to convince people to work on things. They just trust him now so he can get things done a lot quicker. So like, even though you're kind of losing the aspect of everything being explained to you, it's still kind of staying true to what it is at the same time. So, dope stuff. Uh, the, the last one, guys, I, you, you two know I've been watching this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to have a hot take here in a second. Oh. Uh, but it's Bleach. It's Bleach, boys. Um, I'm on episode 155 right now. I've been skipping the filler. I've been watching it for a couple of months now. Um, I know it's probably in a lot of people's top ten, but this is like, it's, it's okay to me. Um, it's getting better. But it's still in like that six five six seven range for me out of ten. Boo! <laughs> it, I just don't identify with many of the characters. Ichigo is disappointed in you. I'm, I'm disappointed t- in the Ichigo. I think no. if you. I, I,
1: <laughs> so the thing with this show is like you're it, the problem is you're watching it now and it is dated. It um, is. So I think try, you're like comparing it to like Jujutsu Kaisen and like stuff coming out nowadays when bleach was the inspiration for that show like right and if you watch bleach when it was first coming out back in like 2008 to 2012 it was i mean it was up there with naruto dude it was like the same time as ship it in and this was a, just a kind of a different level of a different vibe for the anime but like it was right up there with that shit you know at the time
0: i i'm sure like part of it is nostalgia for a lot of people um, but like you said, it does seem dated to me. I was looking online at what other people thought about it in like recent reviews. They were saying it still holds up, but I think that's like the rose colored glasses that people have on. Um, well,
2: I watched it. Uh, I, I didn't watch it back uh, shit, then, Here we go. Okay. but I watched it a couple <laughs> years ago, like, uh, one or two years ago, I forget which. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back then, you know, when the, when it ended, like shit was starting to. Like it was picking up a little bit more, you know, uh, again, and then it ended. And then you have to go and read the manga, which we're on now. We're we finally got to see Thousand Year Blood War, uh, uh, animated. And like it's this is if 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 this stuff would have been like uh animated like it is now in the fa- Thousand Year Blood War, like this show. Would get so much hype for current like uh new newer anime. Oh, right. yeah, it would have a huge know, budget. It's bleach, you know. know? I'm
0: yeah.
1: I, um, I going off that. I want Bleach Kai so bad. Like they did with DBZ back in the day when they reanimated it and cut out all the filler, mm-hmm. and they gassed up all the fights. Like I want Bleach Kai so fucking bad, dude. Okay.
0: Okay.
2: So, because I I remember watching this and the first like so many episodes was so hard to watch because it was like in 480p and stuff like that and, yeah, uh, and it has
0: like the it has like the three by four ratio so yeah, I got the black this, box I
2: got a, is on the side or whatever yeah, i, I you got know? a
0: 55 inch tv and two-thirds yeah. of it is a uh is black box so, it, so t- it takes me out of it a little bit to be honest with you but
2: once you get past that you know it's it's actually pretty good but i i do i understand that uh that you was kind of rushing it along too, which kind of probably hurt your perception of it as well. I
0: think right. It, it so, took a little. It took a little bit of the enjoyment out of it. Out of it for me. Uh, I know we're gonna have to like review this when it when, you know, when, when it comes out and watch it lot. You know, watch it week to week. You know, when this next arc comes out. We this have summer. To. Um, yeah, to of course, of course, we have to. <laughs> I mean, this is this is like one of the big hitters of anime all time.
2: Hey, um, but it's I'm not. Just,
0: uh, I, I, I do go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Uh, I, I'm i about to get into a whole discussion, dog. Go ahead. And
2: oh, that. I was going to say, I'm just sad that we didn't start this podcast last fall because last fall would have been a banger uh, weekly rundown, just like we're going to have coming up this summer. You know, it would have been even better last fall. So that's all I want to say.
0: Yeah, but summer is going to be hot, you know, in w- more, more ways than one for sure. Um, but so, guys, it's not just the animation for me. Um, like I said, like I don't have like a really, really good connection to the characters. Um, I'm on episode 155 and like, and even at episode 100, I'm going to try to use that as like a marker, right? Compared to something like one piece, which is a lot longer. Uh, the pacing is a lot slower, but at this, at that point in one piece, like we had already had Arlong park. We had already had like Baratier. And like, by that time, I think Alabasta
2: was just ending. I'll say yeah. Uh, uh, you, uh, were, you were you were
0: you were in the no. middle of Alabasta. No. Yeah, you were Alabasta.
2: ends on 130.
0: Yeah. So yes, you so were was in the
2: middle. middle. I you were like in the middle of Alabasta. 70 episodes, dude. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it ended on 130. He's saying episode 100.
0: oh, oh okay. Right. Yeah, so like 100, like you were already in Alabasta like Yeah. And I started watching One Piece in like maybe 2018 like it just hit different for me. Like, like I w- by, that, by episode 100, I was like, I need to see these characters succeed. And I don't feel that way with, with Bleach. You look at Naruto, episode 100. Tsunade is already Hokage. We've already seen so much. We, we, we have, like, a lot going on by then. And I was already really ingrained with the characters. Even though I watched that when I was a kid. It's just, it just, it's just not linking me. My favorite character is, you know, is Chad right now. And like, I don't think even he is not that interesting to me. But the
2: thing is, is like, uh, you know, Naruto and all these other shows, they actually had goals. Well, Ichigo, he really don't have any goals except for to save his, keep his friends safe. You know, Uh, uh, that's his main goal is, uh, you know, he's not aspiring to be, you know, Pirate King or, anything like that. He just wants to be left alone, honestly. Right. And, uh, and he just gets drugged into shit and he's the only one that can actually, um, you know, put up a fight. I guess you can say against some of these people.
0: Yeah. It's more like a, it's more like a pull narrative, like where he's getting pulled through the story and, and, and like the other two shows I watched about, lately they're trying to push through. So I think that, that that's a little bit of difficulty for me, but I don't know. Like you, it's, it's like I said, it's getting better. So a 6.7 right now. It's definitely going to go up um, as things are getting more interesting. I'm in the uh, Roncar Invasion arc, which has been mad, mad cool. Uh, but starting off like the Substitute Soul Reaper arc was kind of like meh to me.
2: Have, uh, have you seen Nell yet? I
0: have seen Nell. Nail. Nell's already saved. Uh,
2: the baby version
0: only? Yeah, I've, se- I've seen the baby version. Yeah.
2: Uh, you Not, guys not a the bit- other version?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I just I just can't believe you
1: watched the Soul Society arc to rescue Rukia and you didn't get chills down your spine when you hear Byakuya for the first time go Kai and you just see the
0: Y- y'all hyped it up so much. It's that it, like just it was. So it is. Oh,
1: yes, bro. What do you but mean?
0: You guys hyped it up so much to where I was expecting a lot more than what it gave me, I guess.
2: Like, does that make sense? Like Bleach, Bleach is number three for me on my top ten list. Holy shit. Number yeah, three. I'm really, this is a hot take for real, for real.
0: <laughs> but like, have y'all ever been to like a really, like a good restaurant, but your friend was like overhyping it? To where you thought like, oh, it might be, I thought it was going to be a little bit better than this. That's how well, I I you, think you gotta, you're just you looking agree.
1: at you're looking at bleach through. I need to watch this in 300. I need to watch 300 episodes in three maybe, months. Maybe miserable yeah. eyes because that arc <laughs> is fucking. Not
0: miserable, awesome. bro. That arc is Not fucking miserable. awesome. It was, it was good, but like you, you guys like really really hyped it up.
2: But you gotta take into account that me and Dan, Dan and I, we we love this shit, and we're gonna we hyped it up because that. It's hop, you know? <laughs> exactly. yeah, it's, I don't know.
1: It's three or four on my list, too, dude. So okay. I'm gonna let y'all have that. Y- y'all
0: do y'all side pieces. <laughs> hey man,
1: you've got you're about to put my hero academia in your top ten, so I your your opinion doesn't really matter to me at fuck this point, me, you know. Fuck
0: you, <laughs> <laughs> I said it's getting there. I said it's uh, getting there. But y'all go ahead, man. Uh <laughs> So I guess died.
1: I can go next to <laughs> to bring some hype back to the podcast and get rid of this pessimistic ass attitude we just got blindsided with.
0: Sorry, boys. <laughs>
2: hey, and you know, Dan. Dan's you know meant to be Ichigo, and uh, you know,
0: and Ichigo's out of my I don't really like Ichigo He's like this that. And you. talk
2: about that.
1: Ichigo's my boy, dude. <laughs>
2: and kubo man kubo don't miss
1: kubo kubo is a savage dude
0: (laughs) y'all can keep him but yeah go ahead all right
1: well Well, so i guess to get started the first show i've been watching it is a weekly right now It's a spring 23 anime it's called magical destroyers Mm -hmm. this show's nuts So it was created by June Inagawa and is anim- animated by Burberry Animation Studios, who I've never heard of. Burr.
2: I've never, did you look up any of the shows that they've done?
1: No, I ha- I didn't. Oh. I just I grabbed this really quick before we uh, recorded. But like <laughs> the animation is really fun. It kind of gives off like that late two thousands vibe, and the opening sounds straight out of like a late two thousands show. Before it has like a psychological breakdown three quarters through it. Tyler knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> like literally the music just dies and it goes so much like crazy. I was fucking static with crazy visuals. There is <laughs> literally a live cat in the opening for this show.
2: <laughs> Are you talking about the, yeah, I was going to say, you talking about the OP. Yeah. That shit. Uh, it was not what we watched on the episode one. Was it not? No. And then second episode we was just like, what? <laughs> what did we watch? This, go, this, this reminds me of the shit that we just watched for the movie that we just talked about. Is that kind of trippy.
1: Yeah, dude. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're very familiar with otaku culture. Basically the love of all things nerdy. Anime, action figures, waifu pillows. You know, the usual stuff that we all love and enjoy. Maybe from a distance for some of us. <laughs> But so the plot of it is, uh, very briefly, in a dystopian near-future Japan, circa 2011, the SCC, a mysterious organization, has indoctrinated most of Japan into accepting the destruction of otaku culture, where their Shoban army round up all otaku and their prized possessions into concentration camps. Resisting the efforts of the SCC are a revolutionary army led by a trio of magical girls think fucking sailor moon <laughs> named anarchy blue and pink guided by a young man only known as otaku hero okay after three years fighting through remains of Akihabara, anarchy decides to go on the offensive and reunite with her fellow magical girls to gain back the culture they know and love from a repressive regime So right off the bat, this show sounds nuts. And I remember watching the trailer and going like, what the fuck is this going to (laughs) be? And I watched like four episodes and there's a scene in like episode two or three where there's literally like waifu anime pillows being used as weapons. And it's just off the fucking rails. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's a fucking trip, dude. Um, It has like a really dark overtone, though, but they really bring in the nerdy culture to make it really funny, which I really enjoy.
2: And, uh, another thing that, uh, he, he, there's this dude on there, the main, I don't know if you want to call it the main character or not, but his name's Otaku Hero. And when Dan first started watching this show, you know, I wasn't watching it at the time. He was like, you should watch this. Otaku Hero is you, Tyler. I'm like, (laughs) bro, is that a compliment
1: or what? (laughs) It's true though. (laughs) It's true. He's got so, glasses. He's got brown hair. You put a helmet on Tyler, he looks the exact same way.
0: <laughs> so I think the reason like we hadn't heard too much about the studio, uh, Bitbury has only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven anime released. Yeah, and I looked okay. it up as
2: well. And the big, the only one that I know besides Mag- Magical Destroyers. It's quintessential Quintuplets, so which right. is a big hit, you know,
0: rom. That was a big hit, yeah. They're a newer oh. studio, like, yeah, they're from tw- they started in 2017. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, they're newer, that's why we haven't heard of them. That makes sense,
1: gotcha. But yeah, the they're char- doing a good job, yeah. You know? No, they've done a good job. This show is really fun. It's like if you're looking for like a random ass show to watch, they're so just gonna have you laughing, but also has like a pretty good plot. This is definitely a good fit for that. I mean, the characters, like. The three magical girls are Anarchy, Blue, and Pink. Anarchy's a badass. She's aggressive. She's kind of like your, um, what's the term they use in all these slice of life shows you love so much for like your fiery uh, shit. Uh, Sue, so, uh,
2: damn, you put me on the spot, bro. Sundray, yeah, Sundray. She's kind of like yeah. a Sundray character. Okay,
1: you, you got Blue, who's horny as fuck.
2: Yeah, by the way, I would not recommend watching around kids because uh, these chicks, some of them have ball gags in, you know? Nice. Hey, so, yo.
0: Hey, nice. yo. No, I'm just, nice. You know, just, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then Pink is
1: the third magical girl, and she loves drugs. She fucking yeah. loves drugs. Her power up is she literally just fucking stabs a needle in her neck and gets roided out.
2: <laughs> yeah. Bass, That's you're missing That's out, different. bro.
1: Okay. She, wear, she wears a gas mask at all times and the only two <laughs> words she says are gobo 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 and blue has to translate everything.
2: <laughs> yeah, gobo gobo. Gobo gobo gobo. But,
1: but like they're doing the whole revolutionary army versus the big baddie guys. It's been a really fun show. Um, But yeah it's a freaking riot dude. I have enjoyed it. I'm like kind of like what the fuck am I watching half the time but it's been really
2: fun.
0: I know Tyler's watching <laughs> no. it too.
2: Yeah, I, I like it as well. It's been a fun watch.
0: I'm have to go so. check this out, boys. Yeah, y- y'all got me interested for real.
2: Yeah, it's it, uh, it's wild. So
1: it's very dystopian, you know. I think every show I have on here is probably a little dystopian, you know. That's, I love that. Oh, shit.
0: really? Okay, okay.
1: Oh yeah. Let me get to the next one. So I'm also watching 86, which has two seasons right now. I'm ep- six episodes in. Uh, it's based on a manga by Asato Asato, and it's animated by A1 Pictures. So. Okay. Basically, 86 is the story of two ends in a fictional war. The Republic of San Magnolia and another country who I can't remember the name of things like Gale or Gaul or something like that. But basically, the opposing country has autonomous drones that they use to fight San Mangolia. And San Mangolia says they have autonomous drones, but they're actually piloted. By people who aren't a part of the master race in the show, the the Alba, who are like white haired. Oh, no. Yeah. So basically the Republic is lying to the citizens, saying that these are all autonomous drones, and it's actually children who are put in a concentration camp that are piloting these drones. And they Ooh. just can they consider them pigs. They are below people, they are inferior, and they have them piloting these drones as slaves
2: damn so So this is kind of giving me iron blooded orphan vibes it has a gun to me yeah (laughs)
1: yeah but they're not like gundams they're like little like spider drones that they fight in okay
0: Okay. so i'm very surprised this is not a cooking show because uh i I spent some weeks in a kitchen i'm not made out for that i respect anybody that's watching that that works in a kitchen uh when you 86 something that means something's out you can't serve it anymore so that's oh, yeah. what I when he said 86, I thought that like it was going to be like a cooking show, which. Would have surprised me coming from Dan, uh, but this makes m- much more sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is
1: a really good setting show. Basically, 86 is the region where all the internment camps are.
0: Got you. Got you. What do
2: oh, I was going to say, what do you think 86 means? But never mind. Yeah. So it's the <laughs> region where all
1: the it's basically just a region full of concentration camps for people who aren't part of the Alba race of people. Gotcha. but <laughs> like, like it's it's crazy because like they're like we haven't had a death in 500 or five years in this conflict with the legion which is the autonomous drones but the male main character whose name is undertaker he's seen 500 of his 86ers die in battle and they're just hiding this from the public so it's like a, it's a really crazy show i'm only six episodes in but i'm loving it so far Um, if you like like more adult themes in anime, this is a really good show to watch.
2: And I've had this on my, uh, watch, you know, in, in my, uh, watch list for a little while now, maybe this will be, you know, the thing that pushes me to watch because I've always heard it was pretty good. So
1: oh, definitely, man. It's been awesome so far. And then the last show I'm watching my little side piece is our girl Suletta from Gundam, the witch from Mercury. Uh, the second core is airing e- episode 17 was the latest. Obviously it's Gundam. So it's done by studio sunrise. No questions there. Um, <laughs> so the series follows the exploits of Sula Mercury, a young teenager from Mercury who by orders from her mother transfers to an academic Institute run by mega corporations and attended by the children, of the most powerful CEOs. So basically the school trains children to work for this corporation and pilot Gundams. Or mechas, not Gundams. Gundams are bad. This is a really weird thing they have going on here where the Gundams use was called the permit system. Okay. And that kills the pilot. Oh. So gu- Gundams, are, Gundams are banned. They're outlawed. They're bad. But for some reason, I'm not getting into the details, uh, Suleta has a Gundam named Ariel, and she can pilot it without any issues. So she isn't affected by the permit system. um i watched the first season last year and it's kind of slice of lifey so i wasn't feeling it too much it kind of lost the gundam to me Mm -hmm. because gundam is very heavy into politics into war into you know you always have the classic earth versus space like rivalry and battle there and this didn't really have it but holy shit guys core two has come out guns blazing Like, it is full-on Gundam now, and I'm hyped for it. Like, (laughs) there was a crazy bombshell like two episodes ago. Like, the most battles you got until the very end of season, or Core 1, was like duels, which is like at the school. Nobody dies. Nobody kills anyone. They just chop off the horn of the Mecha. But now we got terrorists corporate takeovers broken promises double crossing like all the things that make gundam gundam and this season's been a banger so if you like tyler would actually probably really like this show because it starts out slice of lifey very high yeah. schooly you know and then it gets fucking gas from there so
2: i think was, i think he was gonna watch this uh, um, uh, for a first look at one point or something like that and we just it fell through
1: yeah, we were we were gonna watch it for a first look, but there was another very very um, well known anime podcast who <laughs> conveniently did it the week before us. So I decided <laughs> to uh, throw a curveball to the guys right before we watched it, and we switched to Iron Blooded Orphans, which is also a really good, really good Gundam. So
0: yes, you don't ever have to convince me to watch Gundam. Love that but, stuff.
2: It's I mean, I might check it out. Is it? Do you? Do you have to see the other Gundams um, in order to watch this? Or is this like a standalone?
1: It's a standalone. It's a whole different uh, time. Oh, awesome. Line. So, yeah, That's you good. can just watch this from the get. Um, my favorite character is probably Suletta's mom. She is a conniving. She's a conniving lady, and oh. I like her.
2: I thought you were going to say MILF, but okay.
1: I mean, she's bad, too, <laughs> but she's got a helmet on half the time. if you know Gundam there's always a character who wears a mask and Suleta's mom is the one wearing the mask in this but she's got a fucking vendetta which they get right into in the beginning of season one so
0: I'm with that
2: but
1: awesome Tyler you want to talk about your anime side pieces
2: yeah so I got uh, you know a couple shows um, that I'm sure the boys have never even heard of or watched I've heard uh, of them
1: I've heard of them from you yeah. <laughs> in the internet.
2: So the first one I'm 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 doing now is uh, called Ancient Magus Bride. Uh, this is like a shonen um, fantasy drama with some romance added into it. It's got uh, two seasons right now, with the first being released back in 2017 with 24 ep- episodes, and the second is currently airing in the spring. Um, uh season scheduled schedule 12 uh they're both sitting around like an 8 on uh Mao with a combined 1 million votes with uh all but 120,000 being from the first season so this is a pretty you know popular show um wit studio um uh animates it and as we saw earlier they've done like AOT Vinland Saga Spy Family Ranking the King so not too shabby you know so basically this uh this is a show about a young woman that uh has no will to live because she lost her family and decides to like sell herself at an auction um and a mysterious mage creature thing goes and buys her and uh, and she becomes his apprentice and in doing so she discovers like the world of magic that they live in and also meets all sorts of like mythical creatures and actually discovers uh that she has hidden powers as well. Uh and they just uh go on like dangerous adventures and it explores, you know, themes of love, self discovery, um, and just um supernatural themes as well. So um I started this a while back but stopped due to wanting to Watch and finish up fruits baskets, you know, while watching our rundown shows and but now that I'm finished with fruits baskets, which is amazing by the way bells bells and I uh she's in the discord we're we was having a great time watching together and uh discussing it and stuff like that so uh but i this uh you know I'm a handful of episodes in, loving the vibes that it gives out, looks like it's gonna be action filled sad. You know all the stuff that I love. So, uh, have y'all y'all ever heard of it or you no? Know? I heard no. of it
0: from you. Yeah, yeah. I, I
2: thought
1: count. I thought this was gonna be an easy kind of news. So I'm glad it's just a fantasy anime.
2: Well, I mean, this is this is something that y'all might actually like. It's got quite a bit of action in it, I think, and you know, a supernatural fantasy drama. It's a shonen, so, but I don't know
1: bottom, bottom of the my list, anime list then. bottom <laughs> of the list for oh. when I get
0: desperate <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> yo
1: uh, <laughs> no mercy I, I just love picking on Tyler guys you know yeah. that
2: <laughs> <laughs> so my my say, I'll get in my second one real quick it's called uh, uh, Oshinoko and this is a seinen, and uh, Sinin however you say it I always get mixed up with those but it's actually an idle drama we have Supernatural and Isekai Elements. Uh, it's a spring 23 show. Currently airing with 11 episodes. Uh, manga come out in 2020. It's still going. The studio is uh, Doga Koba. And it's... Uh, I never heard of them before. But apparently it does like some really solid uh, like romance drama. Slice of Drive. Slice of Live shows. Like uh, Plastic Memories. And Shikamari's Not Just a Cutie. Uh, monthly Girls, Nozaki Khan, Kun. Uh It's ranked around a nine on Mao with, you know, over 400,000 votes. And it's a high dive exclusive. Uh, so I'm watching this weekly. Uh, and after the first episode, which is actually being touted as one of the best first episodes of anime. And I can okay. kind of agree that it... Probably has every right to be mentioned in that sentence. Uh, Damn. Yeah. You but said I don't know if it exclusive. would be
0: the. I, I was a little worried that you said best episode of first episode of I, anime of all time. I was like, okay,
1: all right. Oh, dude, this show was all over Twitter when it first dropped. Like, it was number one on on my anime list for a while, yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm glad to see it's dropped below a bunch of peak peak shows <laughs> like no, Full Metal. Like Attack on Titan, yeah. Gintama. Like it, it was like when it happened, I was like, This is a bunch of bullshit right here. Why are you giving a 10 to a show after a what episode, guys?
2: Hey, that one episode, man. It was like uh almost an hour long, but damn, that shit like like I said, it it was being put in the same conversation with as the best first episode of anime ever. And mm-hmm. that's uh that's pretty wild. And I don't know what the best first anime episode of anime is, but I could say this is one of my most uh, favorite shocking episodes, uh, first episode. So, uh, but yeah, like Dan was saying, it's uh, it's uh, it was at the top, and I think Full Metal Alchemist is sitting at like nine point ten right now, and Oshinoko fell down to nine point zero four. So it's not far behind. So it's still it's still up there, but it's not number one no more. The Brotherhood. You know they they come up.
0: You know as it as it For should sure. be. Oh yeah. I mean the difference <laughs> the was crop like right there. The
2: difference was
1: like three point five million votes, and like I think yeah. Oshi is up to like maybe like a hundred and thirty thousand. You know like
0: oh okay. Yeah, What's, big much difference. Much smaller yeah. sample size? Well, it's
2: almost five hundred k now? Uh, oh, is it okay? As I you know, as the time it is uh. Sure. uh I got episode. a question,
0: though, guys, like out of the things that we've reviewed on the podcast so far, we're like what's been y'all's favorite first episode? And that's a hard question to answer, but like, well, does that's, anyone that's stick- on
2: the spot, too?
0: Yeah, uh, no. I know. This is not scripted, y'all. Uh, like first,
2: <laughs> first, like the first
0: looks that we've done. Yeah, I mean, right. everything like, you know, first episode, like, I guess all the first episode that, that we've watched on this show.
1: Okay, because I was going to say, I think my top first episode of all time is probably Steins Gate or Tokyo Ghoul. So, we haven't really talked about those, but those are fucking Ooh. great first episodes. Tokyo
2: Ghoul. Okay. Yeah, that, that Tokyo Ghoul might be my first, too. I actually forgot about that. So, um, but first episode for this, uh, probably looking at the list of everything we've done, mm. it would probably have to be Buddy Daddies, honestly.
0: Oh, uh, sleeper choice. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. uh, I'm I'm gonna go hell's paradise. Really? That was a solid first episode, man. Yeah, we got to see authentic blaze, I whatever it was. Um, we got to see Gabi Maro like try to get uh executed multiple times. Um, the fact that it, that it, it caught the eye of of, of Mother Bass here, uh, also. Huh. <laughs> You know, sticks out in my memory. <laughs> so, like, I, yeah, out of what we've watched on the show, uh, that's for Hell's, episode, uh, Hell's Paradise, I think, is my best first episode.
1: I guess if I got to pick one based on first episodes, I mean, we obviously watched it well before we started doing the podcast because it came out, like, eight years ago. It's probably my hero for me. That's a really good first episode, too.
0: Okay. Solid. Yeah, that's a good choice.
2: Well, we okay. did cover, you know, on the anime. I mean, the uh, yeah.
0: podcast. So. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, since you said that, I wanted to see which all opinion opinions were.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely, like, crazy to for this to be up there. Uh, uh, going back to Oshinoko, uh, this, uh, all I can say about this show is, if you haven't checked it out yet, I don't really want to give a summary uh, of it because it'll actually spoil the first episode for you, probably. Um, but you should check this out. Uh, don't let the idol look steer you, away, steer, steer you away. It's an idol-type anime, but it does a really good job of showing like the bad side of the idol industry as well as the good side. And we're not even talking about how like the revenge plot and the isekai genre factors into this show. Uh, it's pretty wild. It's a hell of a ride. Uh, like I said, watch it on High Dive or hop up on the pirate ship, you know, go to Anagashima's, you know, you know what I mean? So if you don't, y'all don't have high dive, (laughs) but my third one, uh, my third choice would be, uh, my third thing I'm watching is skipping loafer, which is a very popular, uh, spring 2023 show. And it's currently airing with 12 episodes. It's classified as like a signing romantic drama. and, It's from uh, a 2018 manga that's still going, and it's ranked in the eights, I believe, on Mal, as of right now. The studio that does it is PA Works. Uh, They've done shows actually like Buddy Daddies, Angel Beats, you know, and other. So pretty good good shows under their belt. Um, Like I said, I'm watching this weekly. This is your classic Slice of Life uh, following Mitsumi, the main character who is from a small countryside school and town. And she is going to her new school in Tokyo, the big city, you know. And it just shows a good tale about her aspirations of being a top government official one day and her struggle to balance like her newly built relationships with her goals and dreams of being a top government official one day. And also the other main character, you know, her new best friend that she made, which is Shima-kun, you know, uh, whose past is shrouded in mystery. And it's he's the total opposite of her. He's kind of soft-spoken, not nervous at all, calm, cool, collected, all that good stuff. It's just fun to see how each of these characters start adapting and changing for each other as they obviously slowly develop their relationship. And uh, one of the things I really love about this anime, you know, not talking about lots of life stuff, is the opening. Uh, it's the song is called mellow and it's actually one of my favorite openings of spring 23. Uh, if not my favorite, Oh, Cole may be up there too. I'm not sure. Hell's paradise is up there as well, but this one, this OP is just a Bob. It makes you want to dance. I love it. So if you're a fan of rom-coms, watch this. It's wholesome. It's got the Tyler seal of approval.
1: I can't believe you left Mashal out of the top op dude. You guys were you oh, guys yeah. were all about the Mashal opening episode one.
2: Hey, I was just going off the top of my head. Mashal's up there too, so <laughs> it, it is. It's like dun 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 dun.
0: You know, oh, I, I love it. Yeah, I think oh. it's an absolute absolute banger.
2: But this, you know, this op, you know, it's 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 above Mashal for me just because it's so you know okay. fast paced. You know, it makes you want to dance. You know, it's so light G- and carefree. So animation is pretty awesome too so yeah
1: yeah i've heard really good things about skipping loafer from the slice of life crowd um so like, i'm glad you're really enjoying it i don't think hey, it's up my alley though
2: the best slice of life show that's uh um showed in the last couple like i would say probably two two seasons or three since spy family probably
0: so sheesh. oh
1: sheesh
2: yeah.
0: Okay. Highly regarded (laughs) by Tyler. The
1: the guy (laughs) does know a thing or two about Slice of Life.
0: Yeah, it is. I respect it. Yeah.
2: It's got my seal of approval. So watch it.
1: (laughs) It, it, I mean, it can have mine too. I'm not watching it, but it can have mine too. (laughs) I'll go off him. He knows what he's talking about. So listen to Toradora. For real. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, guys, we appreciate you hanging out for episode 16 of the Anime Dgens podcast. Uh, make sure to join the Discord. Uh, let us know if you check out the movie we just reviewed, Walk On Girl. And make sure to let us know what you guys are watching. We'd love to hear your opinions on it so we can check out some more anime. Linktree.com slash Anime Dgens. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys.
2: Later.